Wintertime horror would just be better if we watched The Shining, the Shining. but The Shining's a little bit above our quality <laughs> level, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not, when I think of Christmas horror, I uh, I think of uh, not a Stanley Kubrick movie. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Yeah, like. Christmas. Then again, there is eyes wide shut, so I don't know if I should have said. That. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Elevated Christmas horror is not on the agenda. It's it's <laughs> schlock only. Points at the schlock only sign above our name on the door. So, I'll weave that into an intro. Welcome back, everybody. Schlock only. <laughs> that includes you, audience. <laughs> it's movies for win. We're taking a little break here. We're getting back in the spirit of things. Spirit of what things? Christmas, Denny. What's this episode called again? Movies for when it's Christmas? I don't know. Do I thought it was... It? Oh, no, it was your Halloween 2 party thing. It was like oh, Christmas... Oh, over. I'm, I've, moved, I've moved on. We gotta rename it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Movies for when Christmas is what I accidentally named the title in my notes, so I'm gonna make it that. <laughs> Movies for when Christmas. I'm down. Yeah, let's yep. go. <laughs> not yeah, not uh movies for when Christmas, just movies for when Christmas. <laughs> Episode one. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> a new tradition. A new holiday tradition. That's the point of the holidays, man. It's just you know, your lives change, you meet new people, people come in and out of your lives. New traditions form, and this is a star on the top of the new tree. For us, I think, Denny. What do you say? Are you a Christmas man? Are you a quiz mice guy? Where do you stand on the yeah. most jolly time of the year? I think uh, you know, I'm coming up on eight years of marriage with Vanessa, um, and I have enough Christmas memories with her um that I think I like Christmas now. Um and I've mm-hmm. also reconnected to some really positive uh power rangers christmas pajamas memories of my childhood and i'm like ah there was there was some enjoyment here you know so i think uh i'm not uh i'm not like super into christmas but uh i i'm a little into christmas vanessa just finished decorating and i really like it uh and um i like holiday little treats and i like presents and i like um i like christmas episodes quite a bit and christmas movies so i guess i am a christmas guy I was gonna say sounds to me like <laughs> you like christmas i feel like i'm a christmas lover in a sea of either indifference or christmas haters so i'll i'll do my best to convert everybody to the more joyous side of this time of year and texas responded by being gray and rainy woohoo <sighs> thumbs up baby i've been opening my window i hate the sun hate 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 the sun and i'm pissed that it's coming out on christmas day because i have been in a winter wonderland of 
dreariness. It's it's great. He's dreaming of a wet Christmas, I guess. <laughs> so your mom is. I'm gonna move past that. So Denny, <laughs> movies for when Christmas. I'm I'm excited to get into it. Uh, I've got we've got some gifts to exchange. I'll just say that it's gonna be a good time. Mm-hmm. I I love the holidays, and. You know, like you were saying, it's an opportunity to watch Christmas episodes of TV shows, Christmas movies. Uh, did you watch any Christmas things or just stuff in general you want to talk about? Um, yeah, I I did watch uh, some Christmas episodes of Bob's Burgers, um, and uh, I'm not I, I intentionally didn't watch the best ones because you know it's we're just easing into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. I, I watched a few more Christmas episodes. I forget of what. Um, I haven't done Community yet. That's kind of like an event every year, you know, to mm-hmm. sit down and do all three of those. Um, I watched... Uh, the only movie I've watched is uh, Jingle All the Way. Uh, which, nice. Uh, we've done a whole uh, a whole episode on. Uh, I have a Turbo Man toy on my Arnold Schwarzenegger shelf. Uh, Vanessa has been wearing my It's Turbo Time Ugly Christmas sweatshirt. Um with a sweater print on it. You want to know how I'm autistic? I don't like that they call those ugly Christmas sweaters when they're not sweaters. They just have sweater prints. Those are sweatshirts, Greg. Sweatshirts. I don't... Sweaters are knit. Is that an... <laughs> Is that an autism thing, or... I don't know. I think I don't think neurotypicals care this much about stuff like that. Um... I guess I'm just typical, then. <laughs> <laughs> My neuros are... Just so regular. You're a you're a you're a, you're an ally to the neurodivergent, Greg. You're 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 one of us by proxy. I'll take it. I'll take it. As long as it gets me like a podcast and like someone to give a shit about like really dumb toy related and things of that nature. I'm down. I'll ride that allyship to uh, mental stability as long as I can. I'm your Huckleberry, Greg. Mm. I'm your Huckleberry. boy. That's all you watched? Jingle all the way? I mean, yeah, we did the I'm episode on it. I'm trying to figure it. out why I didn't. Well, I've, I've had some stuff going on. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it has not been... Uh, uh, well, what I've been wishing all my clients and myself is uh, Merry Crisis and Happy New Meds. And uh, mm. that's <laughs> that's taken a lot of the, the kick out of the season for me, to be honest. I'm just going through some stuff. Uh I've honestly mostly been trying to watch stuff that is very not stimulating, just stuff I've like already seen a bunch of times that just doesn't get much of a reaction out of me because the real main focus of my life right now is to calm down. Um, mm. So, yeah, Jingle All the Way is all I got, too. I've been yeah. taking a lot of Epsom salt baths. <laughs> that's, that's been one of my biggest pastimes. Nothing helps me calm down more than Jack Frost, though, so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, more on that here in a second. All right, well, Denny, with all your stuff out of the way, all your one things, I'll get into... I only had one non-Christmas thing. I watched probably my favorite movie that came out in 2023, and it took me a long time to get to it, and I don't know why, but I watched Past Lives. Hmm. Uh, A24 movie from several months ago. Have you seen or heard about this? I must have missed that one. It's fantastic. Um, I don't really know how to... I'm going to go ahead and call it a must-watch, I'll say. But I think it's it's just an incredibly beautiful movie. And Mm -hmm. 
it's got like after sun levels of just like living in my head after the fact i don't really know how to explain what the movie really is but it's just like a really deep and intimate like exploration of the what ifs in your life basically it's it's really cool it's really good there's three uh three main characters that are all not only performed extremely well but like written extremely well so past lives is a must watch it's probably my favorite for 2023 um you know i i only just watched it today and i'm already saying that so we'll see how i think about it over the coming days but icing on the cake is an extraordinary soundtrack that i'm going to be listening to regularly so uh watch it so with that out of the way back into the christmas spirit here denny i watched my weekly (laughs) dog shit free (laughs) straight to free streaming service um (laughs) romantic holiday special movie event this one was destined at christmas get this Two attractive white people meet each other around Christmas. And I have a feeling they're going to wind up together at the end. It is destined at Christmas. Is this movie... Okay, Can I go interrupt ahead. you really yeah, quick? please. Is that actually Santa Fe's destiny? <laughs> Do they get land out of this is what Swish. I'm asking. Damn, all right. Santa Fest Destiny. Holy shit. <laughs> Podcast over, I guess. Uh, yes. <laughs> well done, sir. Um, this movie is about one minute of carrot and 75 minutes of string. But <laughs> <laughs> Two attractive white people meet, and then they're separated. They're like, oh, no, we didn't get each other's last names or phone numbers. And they're just like, oh, but I want to find him. And it's just like, keep almost crossing paths. You're like, just get on with it. Meet each other and fall in love, please. Mm -hmm. You're not going to believe what happens. Uh, They do. (gasps) So, but they've got mail. They've got mail. (laughs) Wow. Uh, To Santa. It did have a, one of the things in these movies is usually like, you know, dad of a dead wife who had or dad sorry hold on dad of a girl i married my dead daughter no that's not what happened there's a there's a single father whose wife passed away and their child is played by the worst actor they could find this time the child was actually good and adorable and charming so that was nice still sucked but you know whatever straight to free streaming what do you expect now on the opposite end of the spectrum denny you're a guy who knows a lot about spectrum (laughs) (laughs) they are my internet provider after all greg hey were you were you that's what i meant (laughs) that's what i'm talking about i know so much about spectrum been with them for years thanks for asking (laughs) i pay them month to month and my internet keeps working definitely what i was talking about uh on the other end of the christmas movie quality spectrum i would say completely on the opposite end i watched the muppet christmas carol 
That's movie magic. That's Christmas magic. I watched it, and for the rest of the night and the following day, I was just singing whatever song came into my head at the moment. I mean, after all, Danny, it is only one more sleep till Christmas. Etc. <laughs> oh, the love we found watching that movie. I I try to watch it every year. I am, uh, yeah, I, I'm fortunate that I think the only copy I ever had was the VHS copy, but now it's on Disney Plus, so I've got a way mm-hmm. to do it. Even though they cut out the uh, <laughs> that one scene where he, young Ebenezer that's, sings to his wife. That's actually added in the VHS. It was cut from the movie. Oh, bonus features but, on my VHS tape. Who'd have thunk it? And I have to agree. Like the reason it was cut was just pacing. Um, and yeah. as a kid, I always thought that part was real fucking boring. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I think I like it better without it. Even though like having a reprise in the final moments of the movie of a song that's not in the movie is kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure we had this discussion when we covered it on the uh, podcast, either one or two Christmases ago. Who can remember? Um. Yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol holds up. It rules. Ugh, it just, I don't know. It's timeless. Timeless. 1992. Can you believe it? Beautiful. Beautiful. And uh, Vanessa and I have decided, we've already talked about when we're going to watch it. We decided to save it for Christmas Eve because then there will be only one more sleep to Christmas. And Mm. uh, that seems to help us. And uh, man, like... I was just thinking, like, how bright the Muppets' future looked under, like, Brian Henson, like, after Jim was gone. Like, mm-hmm. they made Muppet Christmas Carol, they made Muppet Treasure Island, and then, like, just a fucking nosedive in <laughs> quality. <laughs> like, th- have you seen the Electric Mayhem show on Disney Plus? I don't think so. No, definitely not. It was, like, insulting to my intelligence. Like, it, like, <laughs> it was so bad. Like, I, I couldn't make it through more than half an episode. I couldn't, uh, like, oh my god, it was just truly disgusting. I'll be sure and continue avoiding that for the foreseeable future. And one thing that came out, the, the last thing I watched, is something that I wish I had avoided that came in the 90s. It uh, never rose in quality for me, whatever, anyways... But it, they did also use the Henson Studio for some of their effects. Now, the movie we're covering today is Jack Frost from 1997, so I went ahead and watched Jack Frost from 1998. <laughs> what a reveal! What a reveal. Man, this... It was a movie that looked boring on the trailer that played before whatever VHS tape I had. I can't remember what it was. I think think it was maybe the iron giant had the trailer for this before Mm -hmm. and i was like this looks dumb sad bad and boring and then all these years later you know i'm in i'm 33 years old and you know i've got a whole new perspective on life and that movie is dumb bad sad and boring but (laughs) now i can fully kind of flesh out why now you've you've watched this one before, right? Yes, uh when I was uh a young impressionable boy uh trying to pick a blockbuster rental, my mom uh told me she thought I'd like uh Jack Frost because it had the guy who played Beetlejuice in it. 
Um, hey, and, that's uh, that's a totally valid step in logic from mom there. I'm not seriously. Gonna lie. No, she she knows me. She knows mm-hmm. me. But what she doesn't know is it's movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, what a waste of a blockbuster rental that was. Um, literally, the only thing I remember about it is that it was boring. Like I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I couldn't tell you another thing about the movie. Uh, it was so boring. And, like, you know I'm a very nostalgic person. Uh, and I have basically built a shrine to my childhood that I now live in as an adult. And uh, <laughs> there's been no part of me that has in any way wanted to go back and check on that movie to see how it is. Like, I just remember being bored to fucking tears while I watched it. <laughs> well, Denny, like the movie Poltergeist, you tied a rope around me and I hopped into that time portal. <laughs> I know it's not a time portal in that movie, but that's where this kind of breaks off. I hopped into the TV for you to see what demons lay ahead, and it was a boring piece of shit movie. (laughs) (laughs) What a take. (laughs) Oh, man. Like, 90% of the jokes were just like somebody says, but. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? Unreal. Comedy, just like peak comedy shit right there, man. Mm-hmm. It started off really promising because it's like a bunch of kids getting released for like Christmas break and immediately going and having like a huge snowball fight. Which like as like, as kids that grew up in Texas were like, if we got snow, it immediately turned to liquid on the ground or just turned to ice like we didn't snowball fights were not a thing for denny and i growing up so like Mm -hmm. yeah it was featured heavily in cinema around this like kids movies around this time snow day snow dogs snow day snow dogs uh even like you know even a christmas story like snow country for old men snow country for old men yeah that had an amazing snowball fight in it (laughs) if the sled you followed led you to this (laughs) Of what use were the reindeer? <laughs> I want to go on that for like another hour, but I won't. So. <laughs> oh, I'm like actively resisting. So <laughs> let me just go back to Jack Frost. Well, we'll we'll text each other later all the funny oh. snow country for old men jokes we can think of. That that'll get us through the cold yes. winter nights. Thank you, thank you. That'll warm that'll warm my Christmas spirit. So Jack Frost like Michael Keaton, you know, in the trailer and even in the, like the plot description you're like, "Oh, he's some piece of shit dad that like can't keep his promises." You it's the business dad trope, right? Yeah. You would watch Jingle all the way. It's like this dad that never is never going to show up to a game. Like it doesn't seem like he really cares about his kids and kind of his wife maybe an afterthought a little bit too, but in this one He's a good dad and a great husband. He's just like, I don't know. He like, he misses one hockey game because he's like a musician that finally gets a big break and he's trying to record a hit track to like get signed to a label. And he's just like, oh shoot, we overstayed and I accidentally missed the game. Have an intelligent and honest conversation with my son and patch things up with him and then patch things up with my wife. And it's just like... Wow, what a great dad and husband. Surely they won't arbitrarily kill this man. (laughs) They do. I wish I wasn't taking a sip of my Diet Coke when you said that. 
kind of I'm not going to apologize. Spit take. Spit taking Denny at it again. You're like he just what am I doing? I can't I, I'm not gonna ruin Christmas for my family. I love them so much. I'm gonna drive to the cabin they're staying at, surprise them, and spend a wonderful Christmas with my family that I love. Snowstorm, car crash, he's dead. Uh, cut to one year later, and you're like, holy shit. This movie is brutal as hell. Yeah, if I'm glad I didn't watch this as a kid. I think I would have... I agree, I would have been bored, but it's just... It's a bummer and a half, dude. Like, it's... Yeah. <laughs> Look, it, it does... It is kind of a nice-ish, like, exploration of grief in children... But you have a, your dad come back to life, and he's just like, I'm going to wait till the last 30 seconds of my existence to say anything to the wife that I left behind. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm a force ghost, I'm going to say, yeah, I love you too. You look great. Uh, bye. <laughs> and he disappears into winter. Uh, sorry for spoiling the movie. He, he stays dead at the end. <laughs> I, I think a lot of the audience... Uh like probably just left us over that like they were probably gonna watch jack frost with their families uh, on christmas day and what spoiled the ending for them. <laughs> i've ruined christmas oh geez so that's the bad jack frost any are you ready to get into the worst jack frost <laughs> i knew you were gonna do it <laughs> um Yes, I am, Greg. Yes, I am. I'm ready to get into the worst Jack Frost. Oh, hell yeah. All right, yeah, speaking of, yeah, stuff at Blockbuster, we'll probably get into that with relationships, though. Uh, Jack mm -hmm. Frost, 1997 movie. You guys can watch it on Amazon Prime for free. I think, like, any... Like, if there's been a few movies like this. It's pretty much anywhere. If you try to, like, watch it on Tubi, it's the Rift Tracks version, which I'm interested in, but that would mean watching it again, so I don't know. Uh, you can kind of watch this one just about anywhere. And, Denny, I want to... I want I would like to give you the Critical Review of the Week. If that's oh, all right with you. Oh, please do. Uh, this one was just more echoing my sentiments, I guess. I think they liked it a little bit more than I did. They gave it a 25 out of 100. And this user said, It's exactly what you would expect from this kind of movie with this kind of release. It's not great or anything, but it's so campy and intentionally funny that it's just watchable enough. I honestly didn't like the pacing, though, and I swear it ended, like, three times. The, ba the bathroom scene wasn't amusing at all. Those are the things that actually bothered me. The lead in the title role was having a blast, and I do think the lore and logic of Jack Frost was legitimately creative, as were the kills. 25 That's out like of that's the worst Critiker review we have done. Like, what? I, I, that is such a, a such a an, an apology for Jack Frost. Such an apology. Um, I thought you would have had. I thought you would have been more on their side with you know, like it's a fun movie that sucks basically. Well, I'm gonna get into that. I'm gonna get into that because um, I I wanted to have I. I got the joke. I, I did some research. We'll get into it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to get into it. So. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, no. When do we do the, 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 pod, the podcast part? Let's do our relationship with the movie. What are we doing right now? 
Um, um, yeah, Greg, um, I'm clearly going through a lot. What's your relationship with the movie? My relationship with the movie is, like I, like I said, this was a blockbuster item that I saw on the shelf and was always confused with the Michael Keaton one. I was like, oh, this is the bad one. And it had that super scary cover with, like, you know, the narrow, like the narrow snowman with, like, the dark eyes and the sharp teeth. I'm like, wow, that looks scary as fuck. <laughs> we'll get into what the snowman actually looks like in a little bit. Let's just say he's less creepy than the Michael Keaton one, so. <laughs> Didn't need eyelids. So, Danny, what's your relationship with this one? This is my first time seeing it. Um, yeah, this was also my first time seeing it. Um, I, uh, I grew up always seeing this, uh, this box art at, at Blockbuster as well. Um, and, uh, I never rented it because it looked too scary for me. Um, and, uh, mm -hmm. man, if, if, uh, if only we knew, if, if you can see me now, child Denny, how brave <laughs> I've become. I wasn't scared in the slightest uh, for all of Jack Frost. Um, but, but not because you're brave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, a synopsis of the movie is basically, uh, there's a serial killer being transported to his death, but he gets hit with this like mutant explosive, uh, and gets genetically fused with snow forms into mm -hmm. an evil snowman runs about town, killing and raping children and adults and innocent women. Um, and then they like, think they killed him with blow dryers four or five times until they finally, uh, drown him in antifreeze. And that's the movie. Uh, <laughs> did I leave anything out? No, you nailed it in one, brother. You're good. Congratulations. Cool. There's no other... Uh, <laughs> no additions I really have. So, um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and kick things off and say... Actually, could I request to kick things off? Oh, yeah. You, you did mention you I, had something. I think I have some information that is much-needed context for the rest of our discussion. Feed um, me this it, information. Well, so as I was watching it, um, I kind of got the vibe that it was a trauma movie. Uh, have you ever watched anything from trauma? No, I haven't been traumatized. They Please made like the Toxic Avenger. Uh, something I recently watched was Frankenhooker, um, and it's it's all of these mm -hmm. uh, it's all of these bad on purpose movies. Um, and one of the one of the first uh, places to really do it, and it's it's usually fun. It's usually fun. Um, okay. And there's a rule. There's a rule on my Critiker that the highest score a trauma movie can get is thirty. Um, so if I think they did like the best campy bad on purpose movie they could possibly do, that's a thirty. But I can't actually rate it as a movie because it's like it's a like it's it's a snake eating its own tail in terms of what is this supposed to be. But <laughs> I know um, it, I, I know it predates YouTube, but it is YouTuber rage bait. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but famously, uh, famously Blockbuster, uh, didn't, uh, carry Troma because they, uh, thought it was sleazy and that was a big, uh, part in, of Troma's downfall. And so I knew it wasn't a Troma movie cause I saw it at Blockbuster. Now um, so. Troma's spinning on Blockbuster's graves. Yeah. <laughs> Troma's having a revival right now, man. Um, they're, they're pretty cool. Um, but, uh. So I looked it up because I, I I definitely got like uh, the vibe that this kind of knows it's not very good. Um, and and here's the backstory on it. Um, 
The film had no creative oversight because its financing company went bankrupt a few weeks before production began. Um, so the creative oversight was a bank, and the bank didn't have a lot of creative notes. Um, so, Not a lot of creative types in the banking industry, I think. Right, right. Um, so the the bank thought that the movie sucked, and they shelved it for four years. Um, and then someone had the brilliant idea of making really, really good-looking VHS box art and releasing it straight to video. Oh. And I think everyone in our generation recognizes that box art. So they did a great job. Um, but that's also why um, that's why the movie came out uh, right by another Jack Frost, because it was actually made years before. Um, and it didn't compete for theatrical stuff either, so there was okay. that. It, yeah, um, it, it felt five years older than its release, for sure. So Oh, absolutely. That is good um, to know. So and and this is this is the context for quality of the movie is uh so this was originally written as a 30 million dollar horror movie with a lot of really expensive effects um and when their financier went bankrupt um they cut their budget to 1 million dollars um significant yeah so the the director realized that um First of all, he couldn't do any of the actually uh, cool, scary effects of the movie. Second of all, the snowsuit was already made and no one could possibly be scared of it. Um, so he uh, <laughs> he attempted, and that was the only one he was going to get, you know? So, yeah. um, so he attempted to punch it up with some comedy um, and, not, and not do a straight horror. Um, whether or not he succeeded at that or if that you know, successfully salvages the movie. I think that's a discussion for us to have, but I, I did think that, uh, I did, I did want to set the backdrop of our discussion with that little bit of information. And also that Gina Davis turned this down to do cutthroat Island, which choice do you think would have been worse for her career? <laughs> Gina, you should have stayed home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th that all tracks. That all makes a, a ton of sense. <clears throat> and yeah, I actually did have it in my notes. I, I want to get this part out of the way first, I think. They punched up a rape scene. So, that was... <laughs> I I actually did find trivia on that. Um, it wasn't supposed to be that. It was supposed yes. to just be a kill. And in the editing bay, the editor was like, you know what this looks like, right? And instead of saying, oh my god, it looks like a horrible depiction of a snowman sexually assaulting a woman, they said, let's add some jokes to make it more clear that it is actually exactly that. <laughs> so they did. Wow. Yeah. Good job, guys. Yep. Uh, there is a... There is nothing like the 80s and 90s playing rape for laughs. Um, <laughs> oh, it, it happens a lot. I, it, it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, I would say what was even going on back then, but I'm scared of the answer. So, <laughs> It just seems like a complete lack of understanding of like what rape does to a person. Like what the consequences of being raped are. Like, they, they treat it like it's, like, having a bad day, essentially, in, like, 80s yeah. and 90s movies. And I just, and, like, I think what makes it so serious and so not funny to joke about is, like, you 
forever alter the trajectory of someone's life when you sexually assault them and they will never be the same uh no matter they they will heal but they'll never be the same you know like um Mm -hmm. and there's just nothing fucking funny about that and it's certainly not trivial and i just feel like if you're looking at movies as a reflection of you know culture at the time uh, i think you could at least say that the people in power and the people with voices had no understanding of that Mm -hmm. no absolutely and yeah all we can really do at this point is point at and say like holy shit this is egregiously wrong and yeah make sure we don't see it again so yeah and you know i don't think we have so it which it was a real shame because like well just you know pouting my lips and say what's a real shame because like the 10 minutes or so leading up to that was the funniest part of the movie Mm -hmm. for me it was like the (laughs) You know, we're trying to... It's the teen lovers, right? They're, like, trying to sneak away to get, you know, hot and heavy. And they, like, sneak into the house. And the seduction method in this winter town was to remove, like, 18 layers of clothes. And it takes forever. (laughs) Super funny. I liked that. (laughs) My note was... uh... Are your teenagers part of a dangerous trend where they wear 30 layers to a cop's house and pretend to be old people? (laughs) I want wine. Draw me a bath. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And then she, like, spends 10, 15 minutes blow-drying her hair before getting in the tub to get her hair wet again. (laughs) Do you think men wrote that female character? (laughs) Do you think what (laughs) women uh you know how women are is what i'm sure trying for the love of the game right before (laughs) they get in the bath what do women do they blow dry their hair and they nag right Uh, (laughs) well they also take baths but in what order god script driving is hard It's so hard to take a woman's perspective. Ah, stretches you as a writer. <laughs> you can really stretch your right and legs. That's right. Um, we we got off to a rough start with the movie, and just to kind of take it back out of that scene, if we can. Yeah, it needed to be addressed. The opening credit scene. Yeah, absolutely. The opening credit scene where we have the director talking to. It, it's the receptionist, receptionist at the police station. She's mm-hmm. doing, like, a little kid voice. Mm-hmm. And that just goes on for, like, several minutes. It's so <laughs> uncomfortable and grating and bad. It was, like, my favorite part of the movie. Uh, Vanessa was, like, deeply upset by it. And, like, the like by the... Uh, by the filmmakers' lack of justifications for their choices and the lack of context provided to the audience for what we uh, were being presented with. And I was just like, baby, I feel like you're about to have such a bad time watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, 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 if that's the way you're going to look at this, you know, it's like, I, I, this just doesn't seem like it's going to be fun for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you to have a bad time, but I'm just saying that's... Look, it's where it looks like this is going. I just, yeah, I don't think that's the, uh, I don't think that's the intention to approach this, uh, film with. Mm Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> this is you're in the wrong mindset, Vanessa. I'm sorry to say, but I am with I love her that. for it though. I love but, like this is a house where we get insanely upset about uh, uh, trivial things. Trivial things. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, I just I just didn't like the voices, and it's just like. Oh, what if I told the kid that this was actually a super violent thing? And they were like, what? And then that was the joke. And repeating it like ten times doesn't doesn't work for me, I guess. Um, one thing I did like, after the, you know, the car crash, the kind of catalyst for the whole plot, when the melted-down serial killer's blood cells start fusing with the snowflakes in that fun little animated sequence... I liked that. I don't know, man. It's like, it tries to show the science of what's going on. But even that's fucking nonsense. <laughs> oh, and they, they used, uh, you know, the absolutely breathtaking VFX software MS Paint. Um, and yeah. you, can really, <laughs> you can really tell. Uh, you can really tell that the software paid off. Yeah. Part of the budget went to purchasing PowerPoint, so... <laughs> <laughs> If you just hit the right arrow key on these slides really quick, we can make this part of the make this part of the movie. If you pause uh, at the right time, there's a single frame with the paperclip from uh, Microsoft Word trying to help the director edit. It looks like you're trying to mutate a serial killer. <laughs> Would you like some help with that? <laughs> Not now, Clippy. Oh shit! Uh, it looks like you're trying to punch up a scene. Ah, oh, never mind. We already did this. So. One thing that the reviewer did say in the review that you didn't like, I enjoyed the kills a decent amount. It felt Some like they got them. they got more creative as it went along. Yeah. I it it just seemed like he was frosty. Sorry, frosty. Very much wrong movie. <laughs> Jack, it seemed like Jack was getting like new powers like he kills the boyfriend by shooting like icicles out of his hand. You're like, why he can do that now? I guess so. Who cares? It's fun. And I don't know. It just I I started to get settled into the wacky and the camp of it all. The kills didn't suck. It was um more engaging fake violence than other horror movies I've watched recently. Mithregan comes to mind. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed the kills. I, I guess the, the air quotes here, horror aspect. What did you think of it? Um, This is so weird. Because, like, there were a lot that was, like, uh, clearly pandering to horror fans. You know, like, mm -hmm. audience service. um seemed very genre savvy seemed very uh i you know they know what they're doing but i also felt like it was missing a lot of context that makes those things cool um exactly and, like where does he get that power yeah, yeah yeah um and like i think part of what makes that stuff cool is like taking yourself half-ass seriously you know like i get it like there's plenty of like terrible stupid friday the 13th movies but jason Voorhees is never a joke you know mm -hmm. like jason Voorhees is never stupid or funny um other characters are but um you know and so it's like it, 
it tries to go more the Nightmare on Elm Street route where we have a quippy villain, right? Yes, yes. But he's trying to make himself laugh, not the audience. <laughs> well, if that makes least, sense. I don't know. That was targeted towards someone because his, his, uh, his one-liners were fucking abysmal. Like, Freddy Krueger says, welcome to primetime, bitch, and then electrocutes your head with a TV. Because he this thinks <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, and he's and right. then as a result, Frosty shit. I Frosty think that's thinks funny. This shit is funny and is wrong. <laughs> Frost again, not the right one. Jack is trying to make the audience laugh, and it doesn't work. I don't know. It all sucked. Well, and I'm referring to him as Bad Mister Frosty, my favorite character from Clay Fighter, um, who was Ooh. a mean snowman. Uh, no, I was thinking Frosty the Snowman, but this guy does remind me of old BMF from Clay Fighter. Um, I played that but, game once. Yes. Speaking of blockbuster, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's like again, the movie seems to like be embarrassed of itself and to be like constantly apologizing for itself. And, we know, like, we know, we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I feel like. I, I, what's so cool and like especially looking back you know 30 years in the past now i think what's so cool about a lot of bad horror is that it's sincere you know like mm -hmm. that it's they definitely did a bad job but uh you know as far as the turnaround time they had and the budget restrictions they had they were trying to make something good you know and there's there's something something that i think is very charming in a cinema landscape uh that is very insincere and cynical and uh and also uh just uh marveled the fuck out at this point you know like i think hmm. there's a lot of a lot of charming sincerity about something like uh uh the, the original nightmare on elm street um so this completely lacks that this it doesn't take itself seriously it tries to hide its like lack of horror content with comedy, but it's not funny. So like, um, mm. I don't know that that works. And it's like, if I, if I were going to make you a milkshake, but I said like, Oh, Greg, um, Hey, I was out of milk. So I used apple cider vinegar. Don't worry. I know it's bad. <laughs> I know it's bad. I know it's a bad milkshake. Would you drink it? <laughs> uh, no, I would, but I said, I know it's bad. I already told you. I know I gave you a bad drink. Why? Like, but you still don't enjoy drinking it. That's how I feel about this movie. I like what you're saying, but I cannot get the mental taste of an apple cider <laughs> vinegar milkshake out of my head at the moment. That sucks. My bad. Uh, <laughs> you've ruined my night once again. Uh, <laughs> no, that makes a lot of sense. And you know, this could go for music too. It's just like, oh, but it's. But I think I feel more strongly about it when it is movies, when it's just the, oh, we know it's bad. Doesn't that make it fun? Like, no, not really. Sincerity yeah. goes a long way. And carrying, like, sustaining some level of sincerity throughout the entire film will more often than not, or maybe not, just like, at least at some point will make you feel something, some kind of intended way during one of the scenes, right? Yeah, even like a bad movie, but it's sincere the whole time. You'll be like, "Oh, I did kind of get something out of that part," even though the rest of it was pretty laughable. You know, there's something endearing about it, and there's enough endearing moments that I'm just like, not gonna shit on its heart, you know, basically. Yeah. And this movie, it 
once like the reveal happens or like once everyone in the town really realizes what's going on it becomes slapstick almost mm -hmm. yeah it's just like the sheriff character seems very sincerely concerned about his town and all that he i was gonna compare him to like the dad in jaws if you know I'm not comparing quality, mind you. Just <laughs> ideas of character. Uh, the the sheriff that wants to protect the town that doesn't quite know what he's up against kind of thing. He seems like very genuinely concerned. And then the snowman comes around and he's just quipping right back with him. And we're doing like fun little pranks on each other and talking shit back and forth. It's It just lost any sort of steam it had with its characters. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think the the what what appeal there was to it um, just wore off, and we still had like two thirds of a movie left, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's not like I like hated every moment of the movie, but I was just like I was over it pretty quickly, you know. I mm -hmm. was over the gag. Um, the 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 gag was that the movie is bad, um, and the. Guess what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's kind of why I picked the review that I did. Because they said, uh, I swear it ended like three times. Bro, the false finishes. Jesus Christ. Is this like Return of the King? What are we doing here? <sighs> now, there's doing it the right way in the movie you just mentioned. And there's doing it the wrong way, like we have over here. So. There's we can't no all right be returned when to you have to pee as bad as I do, Greg. Okay. <laughs> Don't do trick to... me into thinking the movie's over. It's just a lot of emotional distress at a climactic moment when you will they won't they me with <laughs> my bladder emptying. <laughs> yeah, the real finale has a bunch of liquid in it sloshing oh. around. Does that help or no? <laughs> <laughs> I do appreciate that part of the conclusion was the dad baptizing his son in a truck bed full of antifreeze. So is yeah, antifreeze not harmful to them? Like I like Keep I your I'm eyes a... open, kid. <laughs> dunk dunk dunk. They're just like swimming around in it and like cuddling in it. Am I I guess I'm not an antifreeze expert. I assume someone on set would I feel like it would burn your skin. Not 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 really knowing that much about antifreeze. Uh, dangers of I did like that the dad kind of brushed off my kid almost fed me antifreeze. Dad, uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Watch your goddamn kid. Oh, it would have killed him. <laughs> and, and like I said, you know the imagery was there. He was literally baptizing him. In that yeah, I'm on the Poison Control website, and uh, even just a little bit of antifreeze in your system is bad. The kidneys can be damaged and stop making urine. If the victim survives, there may be permanent damage to the kidneys and brain. Come on, we should be able to have a little antifreeze in our system. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you. Oh, man. Yeah, just put some in your oatmeal, you won't get cold. Jesus Christ. Kid, what you're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> the solution seems so obvious when you think about it. Yeah, <laughs> this frozen yeah. thing's coming at us. What do we do? What's anti this? Oh, okay. I, I did get a kick out of uh, when they try to... 
I believe this was false finish number two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, false finish number two, where they blow up the police station. Very cool. And he comes out of the Jack. I almost said Frosty. Jack comes out of the burning rubble as like a fucked up snowman. He's just mm-hmm. it's just a funny image with like his head on the side of his middle body. Like visually, that worked very well for me. I just remember them being terrified of it, and I just thought it didn't look fucked up enough. Like it looked like just kind of like a like a five year old's drawing of a snowman, and they were all like. Ah! <laughs> They're like, whoa, it's worse now than ever. Yeah, it's it's something that they said, that was said by myself included about It Chapter 2, where there are certain parts where in post-production or like somewhere along the line, they're like, they realized it wasn't scary, so they tried to make it funny. Yeah. And that's what that moment felt like. And I, I did find that one funny, but there's other moments that I did not find funny or scary. Where does that leave you? If you're not scared, if you're not bored, it seems like both are half-assedly intended. But if neither are successful, where does that leave you? Well, and I think it's just like... Bored is the answer. Yeah. Well, a a movie that refuses to invest in itself um, leaves its audience uninvested. You know? Like, there's Mm -hmm. just nothing... There's nothing for a viewer to care about in this movie. Like... You could say that, like, some of the kills are, like, technically okay, but, like, why do why do I give a fuck? They're certainly not better than, like, five million other cheap slashers I can name. You know, like, why... Very true. <clears throat> why do I need to watch this? What am I supposed to... What am I supposed to get out of this? Is it odd? Like, what's in it for me, the viewer? <laughs> what's in it for you is comparing it to the Michael Keaton Jack Frost and realizing intent isn't everything. <laughs> a lot of lessons to be learned here this week as far as cinema goes like uh, <laughs> we've got the two extremes here of just like a, a full commitment to intent and then zero commitment to any sort of intentionality hmm. and both lead to bad movies so that's, that's called a dialectic right there that's called hmm. a dialectic if you, there's like a bell curve in the middle of those two things, just like Here we go. the quality bell curve. <laughs> and uh, in dialectical behavioral therapy, we call that the wise mind, Greg. It's a little free therapy for Christmas from Santa on. counselor. I was trying to think of a Santa pun, but Denny Claus, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. Santa pause post acute with a drawl syndrome. That's for my addicts out there, my homies. Just kidding, Santa Paws is uh, part of the Air Bud uh, universe. (laughs) He's head of the Santa Buddies. Come on. (laughs) Um, What what did you think of the town's designated snow area? I loved it because it mirrored exactly the same area in the other Jack Frost movie. (laughs) They had a... (laughs) A gated off snowman zone. <laughs> you need a permit if you're going to build a snowman outside of the zone, I think. Um, but it, I guess that's what happens when you film 
I think they like filmed this in the summer or something. Well, I actually looked it up. I looked it up, and I don't know that we can completely fault the filmmakers for it because also you can't see anyone's breath. Like nothing I, about this looks cold. There's no yeah. snow on the ground. Like what are you um, talking about? But, it's right there. It's all over the place, <laughs> except in the designated snow area. Ignore the uh, texture, <laughs> sound, yeah. all of that. Um, they they did shoot in winter. But it was a drought winter, um, and it was like mm. 70 degrees outside. So that's not necessarily... And, and with your budget being cut by $29 million, I doubt they had the money to move production to another yeah. cold place. So, I, you know, that's... You can't it buy winter. A, it's a knock against the movie, but I don't know that it's anyone's fault, you know? <laughs> but, like, it's, it's pretty obvious that it's not cold outside in a movie that's like <laughs> requires a snowman. Now, Danny, where have we seen this before? What 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 granny Hall of Fame movie did this exact same thing happen in? The wolves will climb the climb the clothes, Greg. The, the wolves, wolves will climb the, the clothes. Wolves will climb the jacket rope. <laughs> frozen twenty <laughs> ten. Is it 2010's Frozen? Is that the one? Uh, I think yeah, maybe twenty eleven. Anyways, just just like here, the good. The bad versus the worst Jack Frost. The bad versus the worst Frozen. Yeah. This was also explored. But, um, you know, I guess you could just animate your snow like those hacks at Disney. <laughs> <laughs> it's always winter in the computer. So. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it was extremely noticeable. I'm sure these actors were sweating bullets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All bundled up in the fucking 70 degree heat. And like, I don't I think it's not heat. But. <laughs> it is when you're wearing 16 layers and yeah. running around a bunch. Um, yeah, not a single character I think complains about the cold, from what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> don't draw attention to it. <laughs> Just cut all the references to it being cold from the script. <laughs> it's like a human-sized empty coffee cup if you shiver. Well, like, clearly you're not cold. Just keep a real tight shot on the snowman zone, and maybe they won't notice. <laughs> the snowman zone. The snowman who is eight feet tall, but also five feet tall. I don't know. It's all weird. It all sucks. <laughs> so fucking bad. Um, <sighs> what else, I, what I else do you got, Denny? I'm all out of notes, so I'm going to let you carry the show until gimmicks. Um, yeah. Um, I, I have a note to the writers. Um so, the odds of someone being turned into a mutant snowman are very low as it is. It's very slim, yes. But the odds of that happening to a guy who was already named Jack Frost. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call that downright coincidental writing, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> sure, bud. <laughs> That's the issue he takes. Yeah. Well, why is he named that? <laughs> That's insane. Well, that was the thing. I watched this, like, assuming that, like, that Jack Frost is this, like, monster. And, like, I don't know that he has a human form. And so I'm tuning in and I'm like, oh, his name was Jack Frost before the accident? <laughs> like, what the? <laughs> it, it, take those words, those exact words you just said in the same tone. <laughs> and that was me watching the other Jack Frost. His name was Jack Frost before the accident? Exactly. <laughs> I just got more mad at the other movie, Denny Thanks. 
have you ever in your life met a fucking guy named Jack Frost? That's not zero like, times. It's not like it's like like named like John uh, Johnson. I don't know what's a generic name. Uh, it's not like it's not like it's Tommy Lee Jones. That could be anyone. Jack fucking Frost. It's like. <laughs> It's like maybe the character Frosty the Snowman in the Legacy sequel, but he's still a human. <laughs> Ghostbusters <laughs> Arctic Thunder is gonna have. Uh, gonna have... <laughs> yeah, this is this is bad, but it's no Ghostbusters. <laughs> we called it Arctic Assault, Frozen Tundra, whatever. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that fucking thing that's happening. It is happening. Well, would you name your kid Jack Frost, or would you name them? podcast so we've got to ask ourselves <clears throat> you know if they were named podcast and they went on to become a podcaster i could at least understand my role in that but mm -hmm. if they were named jack frost and went on to become a snowman and that happened to two guys <laughs> i don't know that i'm gonna accept blame i i don't think i set my kid up to become a snowman by naming him jack frost you're never gonna <laughs> guess what happened to <laughs> I always knew if we gave him that name one day, the mutant winds would turn him into snow. <laughs> it was destined. I told you to name him something like Billy Frost, but you wouldn't listen. What couple is this, Denny? I don't know. Who's having this argument They're right Jack now? Jack Frost parents. They raised a serial killer, okay? They're not good parents, all right? I, I, I had to read between the lines on his origin story a little bit. <laughs> you gotta fill in those gaps for yourself when it happens this many times. I understand. Um, yeah, man. Um, <laughs> Your turn, I guess, if you got more. Oh, I, I got notes, Greg. Um... Why does this kid's mom have an endless supply of Bugs Bunny carrots on her person at all times? Like, she comes in rooms carrying these Bugs Bunny-ass carrots. Like, you're asking for snowman dicks. Like, like, come on. What's up with that, Doc? And, like, I think, yeah, it's... That was like these. That took me a second. Yeah, I know it did. Uh, these are just groceries to these people. I don't know. Root <laughs> vegetables are the only thing that grow here. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I've never seen a carrot that big at the grocery store. That's true. It's like that a, is... she has these like novelty-sized carrots that are meant to be a nose for a 13-foot-tall snowman. Did she steal these from some sort of gardening competition? Because this is amazing. <laughs> I got the blue oh. ribbon carrot for you to put on the snowman outside. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. What other notes do we have? Um, remind me uh, if I'm ever in trouble with the law to use the a snowman did it defense. Because in this movie, it was all the sheriff needed to hear. <laughs> that's that's pretty I, nice. I liked, I liked, I liked that. It's a good defense. Plead the fifth. Plead the frost. You know, what have you. Well, um... There, there is a sequel to this that I saw in the recommendations. Uh, Jack Frost 2, Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman. Um, is that what he was? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I thought the way he was defeated would make for a very interesting Freddy Krueger origin story to be revealed to the kids. Of like, this man, this pervert snowman, he went around town, so all the parents in town got together 
and we got our blow dryers. And we <laughs> melted him. <laughs> and, and stuck we... his puddle in a furnace. <laughs> we kept his puddle Cheers. in this furnace. <laughs> Come on, man. That's good. We buried that carrot decades ago. <laughs> um... I understand why my pretentious master's degree having ass goes outside to smoke a pipe. But why is this angry, working-class Midwestern dad doing it? He just needed a minute to think. Uh, I don't know, man. That was... What a strange character. (laughs) Especially his wife. She was played like, I don't know how to describe her. She was played as if there was something wrong upstairs Mm -hmm. or that she was, it was super strange Mm -hmm. and I don't know. She's one of several characters that I'm just like, why are they like this? It seems like somebody that got hit struck with the moment of grief and they're having trouble processing it you know yeah but she was like that before too very strange they really shrugged off their son's death too by the way yeah they really people moved on quick in this movie um and well, I, he was a, piece a therapist of i gotta <laughs> encourage them to slow down and process <laughs> you can acknowledge <laughs> that your brother's dead you don't have to <laughs> um this is my last note um I wonder if this also struck you as it struck me. Um, in the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie, when uh, the regular human serial killer who happens to be named Jack Frost is being mm. uh, uh, transported, uh, you notice that the side of the the side of the the truck he's in reads um, "State Executional Transfer Vehicle," and I thought to myself, yeah. "How often are you transferring people on death row?" Um, and is it really that good of a use of resources to dedicate an entire vehicle to this purpose? Um, Did they not have resources at site A? Can he not be held at site B, where the mm-hmm. execution will be taking place? There's a lot of questions, Denny. Do they like I, take him out on? He like, can't you use know, the regular truck. <laughs> these are for you know those um what am i trying to say oh my god they're going they're found guilty they're going to be executed uh uh uh, convicts i don't know um sentence sorry sentence to execution those sentenced to execution this is their transfer vehicle Everyone else rides in the bigger bus. I don't know. Con Air. I don't know what's going on here. I'm just imagining him coming back to his cell and being like, man, getting away from death row is great, even if it's just for an hour. Um, they're just, <laughs> like, constantly taking the death row inmates out for, like, fun days in town and their, and their execution transfer vehicles. Like... They're just taking a spin around the block more than anything. Oh, man. Like, they went as far as to paint the whole truck side. Like, it's not discreet. So no one would mistake this vehicle for having any other purpose. These are taxpayer dollars, Greg. 
like, like are, are, is the municipality responsible for this going to be held accountable? And they're crossing, like, you know, they're in a new city. It seems like they're crossing county lines almost. Yeah. Again, I'm no lawyer, but... <laughs> uh, something feels off here. Anyways... There's nothing in the bylaws that say a snowman can't be tried for murder. <laughs> there's no rule. There's no laws in the Constitution that say a snowman can't be executed. So, <laughs> oh man, sends you to death by. It's just a room full of hair dryers, wall to wall. Instantly evaporates. <laughs> Oh, I like it. <laughs> that's uh, that's if, my last note. I'm ready for gimmicks. I am too. I'm glad you. We. I'm glad we finally got there. I'm done with this movie. I think, Denny. So, <laughs> I think the the pacing of this podcast was very similar to my enjoyment of the movie. It was really fun at first, but uh, I could feel it really starting to drag at the end. There. Yeah, we 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 got to the joke, and we just kind of stayed there for too long. So yeah. it's whatever. Uh, let's get to new jokes, Denny. Starting with our gimmick of the week, Denny. Our gimmick of the week this week is a very special Christmas edition that is only going to work for this episode, Movies for Win Christmas. Worst moment to accidentally rent the wrong Jack Frost. Some little prankster at Blockbuster switched tapes in the box, and you open the box and it's like, oh, this is the Jack Frost VHS. It looks like it's rewound. I'm going to take it home and watch it. But uh-oh, it's not the Michael Keaton one that you were trying to bore your kids with. It's the <laughs> horror one that you're going to traumatize them with. Denny, what is the worst moment for your parents to walk in and realize they rented you the wrong Jack Frost VHS? My, uh, my moment of wrong rental remorse had no runners-up, and it was clear to me. Um, Wrong it was movies. when the uh, the the classic uh, Christmas movie wholesome family trope of a bully destroying a snowman arc was quickly resolved by beheading the bully. Um, that, <laughs> 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 that was when you knew you got the wrong Jack Frost, if you ask me. <laughs> a really swift resolution, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of had it coming, though. Um nicely done mine mine was actually more towards the beginning say you want to be bored with your child and you realize that you rented the wrong one when your tar man-esque partial corpse that is dissolving and melting is writhing in the snow it's time to call up that blockbuster and say what the hell has happened here <laughs> where's michael keaton <laughs> i love that you referenced tar man i um yeah, I'm easily influenced by you, I guess. Yes. It's it's where my head went. I, I love and appreciate Tar Man more and more every year. Oh, yeah. I need to watch that movie again. Hell, yeah. Um, all right, Denny, what's your favorite line for this Jack Frost? There were a lot of great ones, I will say. Um, oh, yeah. There were a lot of great ones. Um, I'll, give, I'll give my runner-up uh, just because it just seemed to be uh four completely or three completely unrelated statements um that i just loved the non sequitur of it it was cool. sally when i want philosophy i'll turn on oprah finish my scarf i'm gonna get more wood 
Um, that's just great dialogue right there. Oh um, my god, I I need to sit and appreciate that for a half a second because oh man, <laughs> out of context, you realize how nonsensical those three sentences in a row really are. <laughs> it was they had to actually craft a very delicately balanced scene for those to make sense together. It's actually yeah. a masterpiece, if you think about it. I guess there was no whiteout in the budget for the typewriter. <laughs> it's our second uh, week in a row talking about whiteout, so... Current events podcast. Current events only. What else you got? Um, I'll give my winner... Uh, I said move it, or are you deaf and butt ugly? Um, man... That belonged in Coda. Um, <laughs> it was a great line. What about you? Well, I, I have some absolute bangers here. And I'm going to start with my runner-up. It's when the uh, FBI agent, who I don't know if he's an FBI agent, actually. I don't know. Something weird. Jack is melting himself and sneaking under doors and refreezing into a snowman. So the water is flowing into the room. He shoots a puddle of water with the pistol and says, Damn it, it's not working! <laughs> that was probably my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just like shooting a puddle of water and it's not, it's still flowing into the room. So he was like, Shit, I'm out of ideas! <laughs> but, Damn it, it's not working is up there. But my favorite line is said by somebody off camera. Now, you mentioned the swift resolve to our bully character by decapitation by sled. <laughs> yes. The snowman pushed him, you see. Um, the father of the late bully is arguing with the sheriff, who's the father of the boy, who, we who the parents believe is responsible. And... The argument is building and building, and he said, Your son pushed my boy in the way of the sled and got him killed. You know, by cut his head clean off with the sled. Mm -hmm. Very funny. And the sheriff says that no way were they fighting. Billy is two feet taller than Ryan. And then some <laughs> woman off camera that we don't see says, Not anymore, he ain't. <laughs> That was hilarious. I forgot about that. I had to rewind and be sure that I heard that correctly. <laughs> God, that's good. Not anymore, he ain't. <laughs> Said with, like, such snark. <laughs> this movie did have a few a few bright spots I forgot about upon reflection, I will say. Bright in a sense, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, Denny. <laughs> Let's get the hell out of here. Let's, let's get, let's get out, of out of here to Christmas. Well, let's give this one a Critiker score. Denny, what uh, what low number did you give this one? 12 out of 50. All right. That Better is, than uh, Ginger Dead Man, but not by much. Oh, yeah, that bar is a, that's a completely different bar. Mm -hmm. Entirely. Um, well, I gave the Michael Keaton Jack Frost an 8 out of 40. Mm. two out of ten that's a little generous uh, yeah yeah so i i couldn't make this one higher by any means so i gave it a six out of 40 one and a half out of ten so there you have it <laughs> folks 
bad grades all around. We got like a late contender for some uh, negative granny awards coming. Up, so. <laughs> Absolutely, we do. Oh my god, I'm excited! I'm excited for the grannies. That's coming up pretty soon. I'm going to be working on the poll. I think next week we're going to be. If you remember last year, we did like a draft for best picture for the grannies. That was pretty fun. We can we yeah. can do that again. Yeah. Uh, but I next year, about that actually. Yeah, that was, that was a good time. Yeah, that was good. We should do it. That's going to be at the tail end of next episode. Uh, but next episode itself is actually going to be our <laughs> part two of our finale. We pulled a real um, Harry Potter, Hunger Games, what have you. Uh, Twilight the Saga. Hobbit. Yeah, The Hobbit. The finale is getting a second part. Lord of Mission the Rings, Impossible. Rings of Power. <laughs> You name it. We're Ghostbusters, copying Ghostbusters, Arctic <laughs> Thunder. Uh... <laughs> Ghostbusters. Buster's Ice Blaster. Um, <laughs> we're doing that too. We we can't leave black and white cinema at three movies. We got to extend it to four. This finale needs a part two. What better way to appreciate good movies again? I want to get back into watching good movies. Good lord. We're going to continue next week with Movies for When Color is Overrated, part four. We're going to be watching The Apartment. The yes. Apartment. So... Get your watch along there. Get ready for us to chat about it if you haven't seen it or haven't seen it in a while. We're going to have some fun. Uh, Denny, what is the best movie for Win Christmas? Muppet Christmas Carol. Great choice. <laughs> it wins again. <laughs> Man. Undefeated. Undefeated common, movie. Common Muppet Christmas Carol W. That's right. <laughs> and I am here for the food. So... <laughs> I do Gen this all Z day. thinks they know Riz. <laughs> oh man! They I don't even some... know Gonzo. <laughs> I just see. I could just see like some boomer level Facebook meme of like back in my day, this was Riz, and it's just yeah. a picture of Rizzo the Rat and Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> We've and lived all... long enough to see ourselves become the villains, Greg. It's, it's, it's just happened. a pix- it's a pixelated picture of Rizzo the Rat. <laughs> some bottom text below. <laughs> I'm just like imagining like Rizzo the Rat, what happened to America bottom text. <laughs> <laughs> if you agree that this is actual Riz, share with five people. Okay, that's actually going on our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that's just create... great social media uh, 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 engagement bait <laughs> we plan we plan our social media posts on the episodes <laughs> <laughs> oh my god hell yeah we're so relatable I love that uh, like the last five minutes of our podcast just serve as a business meeting between you and me because we <laughs> haven't talked about what we're doing yeah oftentimes it is like what are we doing next week <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what do you want to do man <laughs> Same thing we do every week, Denny. Spend too much time talking about the wrong Jack Frost. All right, let's get the hell out of here. All right. Uh, making making Rizzo memes is the American <laughs> way. Is the British way. All right, Denny. See you later, man. Um, Santa's coming down the chimney. He's going to ride the reindeer to your rooftop. Click, click, click. 
if you could drop me a catchphrase, that would be sick. Damn. That was bars. good. Bars. I gotta take a step back. Oh. Bars! You teed me up, and I don't know if I'm gonna live up to it, but I'll try. <laughs> um, for Greg work, the visions of sugar plums and gumdrops, Johnson. Mm. I'm Denny, the bowl full of jelly Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> And this, way. <laughs> this has been Mary's for when we already Christmased you when, but you know what we didn't Christmas you? What's my Saint Nicholas Cage again? Just like-